Hey you guys, what's going on? It is time for another episode of the Madman in the Attic podcast. Uh, today is December 1st, 2016. Welcome back. How are you guys? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I did not record a podcast last week as I usually do on Thursdays because that was the fourth Thursday in November, which as we all know is, uh... It's a great holiday, man. Thanksgiving is, you know, if you don't like Thanksgiving, man, you, you, there's something wrong. You know what I mean? I understand not liking Christmas. I understand not liking the 4th of July. I understand not liking your birthday. And I understand not liking whatever, any other holiday. I can't even remember right now. New Year's Eve, for sure. I totally understand that. Uh, you know, but Thanksgiving, man, come on. What's, what's what's not to like other than, you know, getting together with your family and trying to repress all the... <laughs> All the anger and hostility, you know, but still, that's fun. That's fun watching people bottle up their emotions and uh, try to try not to explode at each other over the pumpkin pie. Uh, so anyway, I hope you had a good one. I hope you had a nice time with the family or friends or whatever it was. Um, we actually do a potluck now for, for Thanksgiving um, because I'm unable to get back to my hometown. So, um, you know, where we're living now. We get together with some friends, everybody brings a dish, uh, and we have a good time, man. We have, we have a pretty good time. Um, this year, I believe, uh, not for the first time, uh, every single dish was brought, was made by uh, a man. That's right, that's right. We, uh, a number of couples come to this event, and I don't believe a single woman cooked. Um... Everything was delicious, by the way. Everything was fantastic. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people talk about their Thanksgivings. You know, oh, back in the day, it's, you know, they remember mom's cooking and nothing can compete with mom's cooking, right? Well, unless you grow up, you know, as I did. My mom, dear, I love her, love her, love my mom to death. But uh, well, that's not the expression I want, is it? <laughs> I love you to death. That's not what I want to say. Sorry, mom. Uh, but she's just, you know, she's in, in the kitchen, that's not her forte, all right? All right? And of course, I married a woman just like dear old mom, who, uh, who, who enjoys cooking. I think even less. I think she does. Um, anyway, so I made the turkey, made some gravy, uh, with it, and, uh, we had some good potatoes. Dude, the potatoes were excellent, I gotta say. I mean, I say potatoes, I think they were more... I mean, by weight, I think there was more butter and, and cream or, or some sort of dairy product. Um, I don't know if there's like, what's that, creme fraiche? I don't know if it, what was in there. But it was, it, you know, the ratio of dairy goodness to potato was, was just right, I got to say. Um, had some good sides, had the green beans, um, excellent stuffing, dressing, whatever you call it now. That was all good. And uh, the desserts were fantastic, dude. The desserts were fantastic. A couple, couple different... Uh, selections of pies autumnal pie varieties of course and uh my wife goes crazy for those dude i swear to god the dudes who make the pies man those guys the the chicks dig those guys i gotta say you know my wife you know she she'll eat the turkey but you know turkey's not getting her turkey's not getting her all frisky later at night it's that pumpkin pie a la mode that she's thinking about uh Anyway, why do I have to turn everything sexual? Because I'm a dude, that's why. That's right. Um, so anyway, we had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you guys did as well. And then, uh, you know, watched a lot of football, of course. 
Um, my God-given right. Watch football. That's the only. That's the only holiday where you're allowed to really, you know, turn on the TV, and that's part of. I mean, I love that. I gotta say, dude, yeah, that's part of the. That's part of the event. You know what I mean? It's part of the celebration. Nobody can make you turn off football on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? That. I mean, that's for communists, right? I remember one year we got tickets to. Uh, my brother's a huge Lakers fan. I mean, bigger, much bigger than I am. And uh, one Christmas day, he got tickets somehow to the Lakers game, and it was a rematch of, of the finals the previous year, I believe. So I think it was, you know, Lakers-Celtics, and uh, he was like, but you have to convince mom, you know, <laughs> you got you to gotta break the news to mom that we're going to basically bail on Christmas for about five hours to go watch uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, jack up, jack up threes. Um and uh, my mom, yeah, you know, whatever. She took it all right. She took it all right. But I'm saying that's you know, you have to work. You got to, you got to, you got to, you know, convince people that that's something that that's all right. As opposed to Thanksgiving, where you know you watch America's team, right? Why, why are the Cowboys America's team anyway, dude? I mean, it's not like anything else from Texas becomes America's whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know how did that happen. It was just in the '70s with the. Uh, What's that dude's name? Roger. Roger Staubach. Is that what? Is that when they became America's team, or is that some Jerry Jones marketing invention? I don't even know. Uh, anyway, watch them, dude. They're looking good. Um, Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving. I found out. I don't know if this is true or not, but a guy who's from Michigan told me that. Uh, yeah, basically, Detroit started the tradition of playing on Thanksgiving because. Because they sucked so bad, they couldn't get anybody to come out to their games otherwise. <laughs> so, somebody in their, you know, somebody in their front office dreamed up this idea to uh, to have them play on Thanksgiving, see if that could get garner a little bit of fan support. But uh, yeah, good to see Detroit playing all right, man, dude. That 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 whole city could use a, a little good news, I'd say at this point. Um, well, and, and to be honest, dude, I bashed the NFL a couple weeks ago, you know what I mean? But I have changed my tune. I, of course, you know, jumping back on the bandwagon, as any good fan will do. Um, there have been some good games recently, man. Some of the teams that I, you know, so lightly dismissed a couple weeks ago, um, you know, are starting to look pretty decent, I got to say. Pretty decent. I mean, still nobody, I, I'm still not blown away by anybody, you know. Um, I mean, the Patriots, you know, dude, they played New York this past weekend and they looked I don't know. Their defense looks crappy. I gotta say. I mean, they don't look. They don't look like a strong New England defense. You know, they got rid of that guy. Um, that guy they sent to Cleveland, uh, Jamie Collins, who I understand he was kind of a, a wild card. You know what I mean? Kind of do his own thing, but still, dude, they he's a good player. And they lost that other guy who I think went to Arizona, who was on the line. I forgot his name. Chandler Jones. Is that right? Did he go to Carol? The ah, shit. I don't remember where he went. Whatever. Their defense is not as good as it was, man. And, you know, everybody everybody defers to the genius, the fucking Yoda over there in the hooded sweats. But, um, I don't know. I think, I think at a point, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dance who you came with. You know what I mean? And, 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 and not worry too much about next year. I mean, you gotta win this year, right? Nah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Dallas is looking good, but I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet on that team. That, that, you know, you got a freshman quarterback freshman, you know what I mean, a rookie quarterback, rookie running back, that offensive line is crazy good, but, you know, the defense still, I don't know, they just, I wouldn't, I don't feel like I could trust them in, in high-pressure situations, you know, come playoffs, it's a whole different game, you know, 
And who else you got? I mean, the Raiders. The Raiders are looking good. They are. I got to admit, dude, my Raiders, my old-time Raiders, they're, they're looking all right, you know? Uh, every now and again, they cut to the owner up there, dude. Fucking, uh, what's his name? It's Al Davis's son. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to make fun of the guy, but... Well, I do kind of. But, I mean, you know, he's he just doesn't look... You know, they had all these negotiations for the past couple of years, right? About which team's going to move to L.A. And uh, and the dude from St. Louis, Stan... I don't know how you say his name. Stan Cranky. Stan Cranky. He sounds like it's from uh, that song from the West Side Story. Like, gee, office at Cranky. I don't know if that's his name or not, but whatever. You know, the, the, the dude who owns the... Uh, I was going to say the St. Louis Rams. The dude who owns the now Los Angeles Rams... Uh, just seems like a complete cutthroat asshole. I mean, he really does. I mean, I don't know the guy. I'm sure he's got family that would disagree with me, but, um, just seems like a massive, a massive prick, like a no holds barred, uh, like Jerry Jones, you know what I mean? And, uh, the dude who owns the Raiders, who was also trying to get negotiation, you know, trying to get his team options to move down to LA. Um, I mean, he's got this haircut, and I've read somewhere something about his haircut. Like, he has this thing where I think he goes to, I don't know, he goes to his childhood barber or something like that. I can't even remember the fucking story. But, I mean, check out, just look at his, you know, get an image of him on Google, and you'll see his haircut. It looks like, uh, you know, what my grandfather wanted, how, how my grandfather used to want to cut my hair when I was, like, five years old, you know? My grandfather, I don't know why, dude. My grandfather, you know, had this thing against, like, store-bought haircuts, basically, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just it was just a waste of money going to the barber was for suckers you know and uh every time i got my hair cut like my mom would take me to get my hair cut you know at a, at a barber shop or at a whatever like a kid's you know haircutters and my grandfather he'd 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 fly off the handle dude he'd, he'd he'd go off about like how it was an unnecessary expense and uh next time he was always threatening he would just put a bowl over my head and just cut around it, you know what I mean? Make me look like one of the Three Stooges or whatever. And that's that's what this dude, Mark, Mark Davis, that's his name, Al Davis's kid. Um, he just, I don't know, dude, his hair, his, his, his face, he just doesn't look like a guy. Like if I was sitting across the negotiating table from him, I, you know, I'd, I'd feel pretty confident. You know what I mean? It's not like with Trump or, or this other dude, the St. Louis, fucking St. Louis, I keep saying, the L.A. Rams owner. You know those guys. I mean, I I wouldn't sit down. I, I'd be afraid. I'd be I'd be nervous. I'd be afraid. Whatever I said, somehow they'd twist it around, and I'd end up you know walking out of the meeting, having completely you know sold off my own team's interests. You know what I mean? And I think that's what happened to Mark Davis. You know, he just he just looks like he's in over his head with the whole ownership thing. But dude, the team's looking good on the field, so uh, more power to him. You know what I mean? And I have to say, like as owners go, he certainly seems to enjoy. His team's, uh, you know, his team's victories, he just has, a, he, he's, he's like a little kid, you know, he seems to enjoy them like a kid would, and he suffers in defeat the way a kid would, you know what I mean? Other owners, you see them up there, and like when their team's losing, they just look like in their minds, they're running over who they're going to fire, you know what I mean? Who, who am I going to, whose lives am I going to destroy because of this loss to the Jets, or whatever it is? And uh, the Raiders owner doesn't look like that. He just looks like he's, you know, he just looks like he's sad. Like he's looking for his, like he just wants a security blanket. And uh, got to curl up in a fetal position, you know what I mean? Until he forgets about this game. It's funny too, right? Because Raiders fans, you know, are nuts, dude. I mean, they fucking, you know, the black hole or whatever. They paint their faces like, I mean, it's, it's so stupid, I got to say. I mean, I, I don't want to offend any fans. I mean... 
Yeah, I do. Of course I do. What the fuck? I don't care. I'm going to offend some fans. Um, you're grown people. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're adults. Especially, dude, there's women. I mean, adult women who paint their faces like a, like a skull. And then, and then they put on their, you know, these horns. I mean, just, what are you doing? Is there, do you not have anything else to do in your life? That stuff's got to take you hours to get ready. You know what I mean? And then how do you get to the stadium? Like, what, you take, like, public transport? You can't, you can't be riding the metro with that, like, fucking, you know. <laughs> you look like a reject from KISS. Um, so I guess you got to drive your own car. But some of those costumes, man, I don't think they'd fit inside the cab of even, like, a large pickup, you know? Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. What was I saying? I was saying the NFL is back. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because the good teams are more fun to watch, at least. Um, getting some good quarterback play it helps, obviously, from a number of different teams. And, uh, you know, the bad teams, there's still a lot of shitty, mediocre teams out there. But um, I'm just finding some of the mediocre teams a little more watchable. You know what I mean? A little more watchable. Um, so that's good. One thing that's not watchable, though, by the way, just a quick detour here, is... Uh, the fucking advertising, dude. I mean, because I watched more football this weekend than I think I have in a long in a long while. And, uh, yeah, the fucking... I don't understand advertising. I know I'm an old fuck, all right? I know, you know, I know times are passing me by. I'm not in anybody's target audience for most things anymore, except for maybe, like, erectile dysfunction drugs. Um, but even those ads, I don't understand. Like, those ads, you can tell what they're doing, right? ED, as they call it now. I don't know. They're, they're afraid to say erectile because it sounds funny. Um, so ED drugs, like Viagra or whatever, they, you know. All the ads are, they, they just focus on the woman. You know what I mean? So they get, like, they, there's a couple, right? So the dude's obviously supposed to be, like, in his 50s, but he's a well-taken-care-of 50. You know what I mean? He, he looks... He still looks like he's in good shape. They never get, like, out-of-shape, shitty-looking dudes. You know what I mean? Because that's not the image you want associated with your drug. But they don't focus on him. Like, sometimes they don't even see it. You don't even see his face. Most of the time, you see his lady friend. And she's just, like, they're just traveling around, going on cruises and walking into hotel rooms and stuff like that. She's always got this smile on her face. Like, she's either been recently or is about to be soon very, you know, sexually satisfied. And, uh... They don't do anything, you know what I mean? They just, like, hold hands and they, like, row a boat and shit like that. But she's always got this smile of, like, I'm going to get laid because of this awesome drug. Um, and it's just funny, man. I, mean, I guess, I guess you know, ED, of course, I'm sure if you got it, uh, you know, your special lady friend also suffers, right? So uh, why not? Why not? But uh, those ads are pretty funny. But there's this other ad out now, dude, that I hadn't seen until this weekend. Maybe you've seen it. It's... uh. It's fucking weird, dude. I mean, it's, um, all right, so, uh, you know, I'm going to, spoiler alert, it's for Apple, all right? It's for Apple, just in general, not not for a specific product, I think. And I only know that because none of the ad, of course, has anything to do with Apple at all, except literally the final second they show the little Apple logo right at the, right at the closing moment, so you know it's for them. But look, the, the ad, basically, it's like, Oh, no, that's true. There is a product, because I think he's on his iPhone. All right, so there's some loner dude in, in some, I don't know, he looks, it's vaguely Victorian-looking, like he's supposed to be a Dickens character, you know what I mean? Like Christmas Carol, Scroogey, all that shit. But there's also, you get the feeling like he's not living inside the town. He's like outside on the outskirts, like the Grinch, right? So they got those two Christmassy motifs combined, right? You got like an Ebenezer Scroogey Grinchy type is the feeling. 
and he um he like he records some music i don't even know what the tune is it's not even like a recognizable christmas tune at least that i know maybe it's famous and i've just never been exposed to it which i find hard to believe because jesus fucking christ i've been exposed to enough christmas music over the years but who knows so there's some little ditty and he records it on his on his cell phone with uh like the voicemail or the whatever you call it, the voice recording app on the on the iphone and then he like kind of stumbles down the hill to the village and um he gets to the center of town and there's a big christmas tree or something like that with some and it's all kind of weirdly lit and it's not you know there's a vibe of i don't know it's not walking dead i guess but it's kind of a weird there's something eerie going on for some goddamn reason, he turns around and, like, people are watching him. And he takes two, like, Christmas Christmas tree light bulbs. Well, big ones, though, not the tiny little ones. And he screws them into his neck. All right? Like, I don't know, like, like Frankenstein-esque? So now here's another fucking reference. I think one's red and one's blue. He screws them into the two sides of, I don't know. You didn't notice it before that he had, like, it's not like there's visible sockets on the side of his neck. But for some reason, he screws these in there. They light up. And then he starts playing the music on his phone and singing along to it. And it's just this fucking weird, I don't know why they're doing it. And then this little girl in the crowd, or whatever, like a 10-year-old girl or something like that, who for, of course, she's got like a British accent, you know what I mean? Because that's more Christmassy. Um, she starts singing along with him, like supporting him, you know what I mean? Like there's this vibe of, ooh, are the villagers going to, you know, stone him? Or are they, are they going to join in or whatever the fuck it is? And so the little girl, you know, takes the it, it's the innocence of a young child. Um, she starts singing along with him, and then everybody kind of, ch- and then everybody's like happy. Everybody's like joining in, like, "Hey, this is fun. This is a good. <laughs> this is what Christmas is all about." Is singing along with a fucking weirdo who came down the mountain and <laughs> stuck light bulbs in his neck, and now they're glowing and. We're all one big happy family. Um, yeah, so they sing this, I don't even know if it's a Christmas carol, whatever the fuck it is. And then, and that's it. Camera like pans back and then suddenly, oh, they say something right at the end. They say something like, uh, ah, shit, I don't even remember what they say. It's some message of fucking, you know, bullshit like, like, yes, we're capitalist whores, but Christmas is a time of giving or something like that. I don't know what the... <laughs> Maybe not quite so wordy, a little more concise than that. But it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, reach out and touch someone. It's not that. That's who, I don't remember what that was from. That was way back in the day. Similar idea to that, though. You know what I mean? Some, Christmas is about uh, sharing iPhone music or some shit like that. Nothing about Apple, though. Nothing overtly Apple. And then the final thing, like the last second, there's just that little Apple logo. So you know it's from them. So you're like, oh... They support Christmas. You know, I'm going to go out and buy a fucking $800 cell phone. Jesus Christ, that is insane. Dude, what the fuck is up with cell I mean, I feel like, I don't know, a little mini rant here on my cell phone. Um, I mean, I you know, I, I would love to update my phone. I want to get new shit, you know what I mean? But it's so expensive, man. It really is. What's the, what's the value of getting a new phone at this point? You know what I mean? And I think Apple realizes this. All those phone companies, they got to like... They got to hype worthless shit to make you think that it's worth, you know, getting rid of your old phone uh, so that you keep spending money, keep that economy going, baby. It's your patriotic duty. That's how we're going to make America great again. Um, actually, that's not true. You know what they do? I've, I've realized, I've, I mean, I'm an idiot, so I know I know most of you realized this before, but um, I just realized it. Uh, 
Dude, my phone is starting to get old enough that uh, I can't update some things. Like some, uh, you know, the operating system now, like new operating systems that Apple comes out with, don't really work well on my phone, all right? And then a lot of apps don't work with older operating systems, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fucked, basically. Like if I want some of these new apps, I got to get a new operating system, which means I got to get a new phone, right? So everybody wins, except fucking me. Um, I feel like, I mean, you know, this is just my old man feeling, but it seems like, you know, when you, you know, in the past, if I bought a car, right, if I bought a car from Ford, uh, I would expect Ford to continue making the parts for that car, like, as long as I had the car, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I needed whatever the fuck I needed, like, I, I feel like I should be able to go to Ford, and those parts should be available, um... Maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems to me like if Apple makes a phone, like I should be able to keep, as long as the phone keeps working, meaning I, I can turn it on and, you know what I mean? They should be able to support, like they should still have operating systems available that, that you know, that my phone can actually use. Does that seem so fucked up? Or it's just this cycle of like built-in obsolescence that makes us, I don't know. Oh, Jesus, what the fuck am I complaining about? Right? I got a phone, I can, like, call people, I can watch video. I, it's magical. It really is. It is. But still, I got a bitch about something, right? Uh, so anyway, Christmas is coming, right? The goose is getting fat, all that good shit. Um, my kids are get, gearing up for, uh, for old Santa Claus there. Um, my son's two, right? So he does his birthday's in January, so he knows his birthday's coming up. He gets kind of screwed, I got to admit. You know what I mean? Because you get the whole... Dude, the early January birthdays or the late December birthdays, you can say what you want. It's a, it's a shitty time to have a birthday, all right? You get screwed no matter what, okay? Even if your parents, even if everybody makes a conscious effort to get you your full allotment of gifts, because you don't. I mean, most of us, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're already kind of looking at ways to, to cut corners here with my son's presents, right? Because you got Christmas coming up, all right, so he's going to get all his presents then. And then he's going to get a whole, like, a whole full load of birthday presents early January? I don't think so, dude. He's not going to be able to play with them all. You know what I mean? It's just, it's overwhelming. It's too much. Just, kids get too many presents anyway, you know? Listen to me. What a fucking Scrooge I am today. It's awesome. They do, dude. I mean, fucking, you, if you know you're getting one present, then that present is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? You're getting, like, a skateboard or a bike or something cool like that. You open it on Christmas Day. Maybe there's some shit in your stocking as well. You know what I mean? Get some, I don't know, comics or chocolates or whatever. I sound like I grew up in 1930, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm describing a childhood that did not exist. Uh, I'm not that old. But I just think, yeah, the fewer presents you get, you know, the more you value each each of them. You know what I mean? And 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 now, dude, I mean, even if my wife and I buy a limited number of gifts for our kids... They're still getting presents from everybody else. All the grandparents, all the everybody's giving them a present. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Christmas morning just ends up being they just open one present after the other. It's like almost like this chore. They're like Ugh, dragging themselves. I mean, they they enjoy it. They like it, but they don't play with anything. You know what I mean? They, they don't they don't get into the present. They even forget. They forget presents. You know what I mean? Like the day after, I'm like, hey, remember that thing that I bought you that was like fifty bucks, and I pretended like it came from Santa Claus. They're like, I don't know what toy was that. I'm like, where is it? And we can't even find it. It's like lost somewhere. We like threw it out with the wrapping paper or some shit like that. Um, 
my kids, dude, they've got their hands on these fucking catalogs now. I mean, maybe we had these when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. So every toy company sends us. Somehow we're on mailing lists. We're on, we're on uh, you know, mailing lists for catalogs, toy catalogs. And my kids watch for them now in the mailbox. And uh, we've got, I'm not kidding, I'd say at least a dozen. I mean, it, and we get two copies. I don't know if it's because we got two kids or whatever. We're on multiple lists. It's a good thing, though, we got two copies because otherwise my kids would fight over them. So each kid gets their own copy of, you know, like Toys R Us or whatever, sends us a catalog. And then my daughter, she's five, so she goes through the catalogs. This is like her main source of entertainment right now is at night. She's supposed to go to bed, right? Lights off. I catch her in there. She's got her little reading light on. I'm like, oh, well, she's reading. You know, she's learning how to read. That's cool. Oh, what are you reading, sweetheart? No, she's not reading shit, dude. She's going through her toy catalog. She's, she's marking it up. She's got like a <laughs> – she's got a system. She's got like four or five different colored markers, and she marks the different toys according to – I don't know what her criteria are. She's explained to me like seven times, but I'm it's too fucking boring. I don't listen. Um, there's various levels of desire basically that she has for these toys. Or, or various levels of, of the tantrums that she'll uh, throw if she doesn't get them is probably a better way to phrase it. Um, you know, so she's she's marking up all these toy catalog things. And, uh, you know, I'm like, well, why don't we uh, write a letter to Santa? You know, that's how we used to do it. First of all, she's like, uh, she doesn't want to write a letter. She wants to send him an email or send him a text. She wants to send him texts on the... I'm like, I don't have his number, sweetie. I don't have his number. But for some reason, I have his address. Well, his address is the North fucking Pole. So you just send shit there and he gets it, right? But, uh, you know, he can't... He, I don't know. I don't have his cell. So he's not listed. Um, she doesn't want to write a list. That's too, uh, you know, that's too time-consuming because she's got, you know, hundreds of sh- things that she wants, Right, but I'm I'm like the whole point of the list is to pare shit down. It's you know what I mean. I gotta get I gotta get this to a manageable number of requests for Santa Claus. But uh, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to limit herself like that. So she just wants to mark up the catalog, explain to Santa Claus what her various colors mean, and then just send him the catalogs. That's her plan. So she wants to send the Toys R Us catalog to the North Pole, all marked up. You know with red and yellow and blue signifying all these different levels of desire and, uh, you know, let Santa work it out, right? If he can fucking fly around the world in one night, I'm sure he can, uh, make sense of my daughter's, my daughter's codes. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. There are so many shitty toys out there, by the way. I mean, again, I don't know, man. When I was growing up, there were some good toys. I feel like we had solid construction. You know what I mean? Shit made out of wood. Even the plastic was good plastic, wasn't it? Maybe it wasn't, but I remember. Like, you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't... Like, dude, she, all the shit plastic that she gets now, it's all, like... Just shit breaks. The labels, like, you know, they're not put on right. Like, I, you know... You know how you... Sometimes you gotta stick on stickers yourself. Like, I don't know, your, your daughter gets, like, a little house. And it comes with a sheet of stickers you're supposed to stick them on. So, you know, there's a sticker that makes the window look like a window, right? It's got the little panes of glass. And you don't stick it on perfectly, you know? I mean, it's not... You know, you try to get it all... Everything at a right angle and all that shit. But whatever, it's Christmas Day. You're already drunk on eggnog. So, you know, the stickers end up looking... It's just like one or two degrees off from uh, from a right angle. But still, it looks... 
It looks weird enough if you look closely. You know what I mean? My daughter doesn't care. She's five years old. She still likes it, but whatever. I'm just saying. Like, that's when I do it. You know, that's when I, in my in my eggnogged state, try, try to do it. But, dude, it doesn't matter. Because, like, even the shit that comes direct from the factory now, it's like, you know, it's been put on all shitty. Like, I don't know. Like, shit just doesn't work. It doesn't fit together. It's not... It's, the plastic is, like, broken or it's not as strong. It's just... Everything is shit. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, one second. I had to take a sip of water. I'm still fighting this. I don't know what it is, dude. Like, basically, I got a cold for all of November. <laughs> right? November is... Uh, what's the name of that? What do they call it? When you grow out your beard or your mustache. <laughs> There's a name for it. Sorry, I'm snorting into the thing, by the way. I apologize. That's disgusting. Um... Movember is that all it is? I thought it was. I thought it was actually more clever than that. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, I celebrate November by just having a cold, basically, from the first until the thirtieth. And now I'm getting over it because it's December first. There's only thirty more days left to th- 2016. Jesus Christ, I, I can't wait for this year to be over. I swear to God, I don't know. I'm sure for many of you, this has been a wonderful year. You know, you'll look back fondly and you'll be like, "Oh, 2016, that was when." Whatever. Our child was born. We got married. It was a blessed occasion. I'm sure there's a lot of good shit that's happened this year to some people. But to me, for me personally, um, it's just been a weird, fucked up year. You know what I mean? I mean, shit, personally, and then like in, in the, in you know, obviously the fucking ridiculous Trump election, the whole election process, and then, and then the fact that Trump won. Uh, still can't, can't believe it, man. It's still too funny. I just, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, it's already, I mean, I'm sorry. It's already basically a disaster. You know what I mean? I love I love his tweets. Um, and Twitter apparently is like, threat, not threatened, I guess. Twitter is not threatening to take away his tweet toy. But kind of. I mean, they kind of have come out and said, like, hey, you got to abide by our policies. Which, of course, we get to interpret. Or else we're going to take your Twitter account away and you can't play with it anymore. Um... Uh, but Trump doesn't give a shit, dude. He's, he's out there tweeting just the most ridiculous stuff. Um, and, and, you know, on the one, on the one hand, dude, it's funny. I mean, I got to admit, it's funny. It it drives people absolutely crazy. And I, I got to admit, if I were him, I would be getting a kick out of the fact that I, I could just, I can basically say the most insane, whatever, fucking batshit crazy stuff I want and type it into my phone and send it out there into the fucking world. And, and people, (laughs) people go crazy, you know, um, that shit about the Hamilton. I don't even know what the fuck happened. I don't understand why. I don't understand. First of all, Hamilton, why did this become such a big thing, dude? Why, why is it all of a sudden that a, that a musical in New York, uh, has become like a cultural reference? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I see it everywhere now. You know what I mean? Does everybody go to New York now? Does everybody go see a musical now? It's it's like uh, it's like Cats or something like that. It's like there was no there was no nobody gave a shit about, nobody gave a shit about musicals for like twenty years, and all of a sudden Hamilton. Uh, you know what I mean? The stars are on the covers of magazines that I don't give a shit about, and uh, like the dude, what the fuck's that? That that dude on late night TV who all he seems to do is sing karaoke songs in cars with famous people i forgot his name he's got a total bland white dude name i can't remember james james something 
uh, that dude. I mean, I'm not saying he's not funny. I don't want to. I don't want to bash other people who are famous, but um, I don't. I don't get his appeal. I guess I don't particularly find him funny. And it seems like yeah, his his main thing is that you know he drives around with famous people and and they sing the famous people's songs together, which is fun, dude. I think it's fun. Like the he drove around with Red Hot Chili Peppers, dude. They seem like they had a blast, right? So more power to him. But he did the same thing with like the dude or dudes from Hamilton, I think. And I was just like, I don't, what, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, I don't, I don't know any of this music. I don't give a shit. Like, why, why is this becoming? I don't know. I don't understand, dude. I don't know why a lot of shit becomes popular, though, right? I don't understand the mannequin challenge. I don't understand any of the challenges, first of all. Like, there's no challenge involved. Right? It's not challenging. Like, for, for me, a challenge has got to be something that's hard to do. That's what the word challenge means, doesn't it? Or it used to, right? Sorry, I'm using d- definitions that, <laughs> that you know, I, I go, by the way, words were defined 10 years ago because I'm an old fuck, right? But apparently, like, definitions are... Are loose concepts now. So uh, the mannequin challenge. The challenge here is to not move, I guess, for a couple of seconds while somebody takes your vid- a video of you. I, I don't know. Why is that a challenge, dude? I mean, it just sounds more interesting, I think, than the mannequin. A mannequin. I don't know what the fuck the mannequin video. See, I can't come up with a better term for it. So that's why they chose challenge, apparently. Um... What am I talking about? Oh, all the challenges. So st- the ice bucket challenge? What's the challenge, dude? I don't understand. There's no challenge, all right? Everything's got to be videotaped, though. You know what I mean? There's no- nothing exists anymore if it's not caught on video. Um, well, I really sound like an old fuck this, this week, don't I? Anyway, uh, what's I talking about, dude? That karaoke dude who sings, oh, Hamilton. Oh, Trump. All his, his wackiness, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, he just, I feel like he, he is a, he, on some level, he's got to be like a master. I, I mean, he's, he's just out trolling us all. You know what I mean? Like, cause he uses the Twitter, the Twitter, Jesus Christ, I sound like I'm 70 years old. He uses Twitter, uh, you know, just work people up into these froths and then, uh, you know, nobody pays attention to any of the real shit. You know what I mean? It does seem like, dude, he, I, I saw the news that he was going to, uh, that somehow the, the jobs, for that air conditioning company that were in Indiana, they're not going to move down to Mexico, or at least not all of them. I think if you read, like if I I started to read a little bit more deeply and it was like, well, some of the jobs are going, but we're not going to talk about those. Uh, And of course, there's lots of other jobs that are still leaving for Mexico, but still, dude, I mean, whatever, any jobs, you know, that he can keep in America, I think that's a good thing. Uh, in, in large part because it seems like he's trying to keep some of his campaign promises and, uh, of all his crazy campaign promises, I think that's one that most of us can get behind. Um, but then, you know, he gets on Twitter again, he talks, he's like, he talks about the fucking flag burning, you know what I mean? I don't understand, man, I don't know, I don't know. Do you remember, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, there was like a flag burning anti-flag burning i should say amendment everybody not everybody many people were at one time supported this idea that uh it was it was basically one of these situations where people started burning the american flag other people didn't like that so you know they tried to clamp down on it and uh basically you know supreme court i believe uh wound up saying no you can't clamp down on it because it's it's protected by free speech right and so people whenever the supreme court says something like that people freak out and their first reaction is, well, fuck you, Supreme Court. If it's not in the Constitution now, the way you interpret it, 
then we're going to put it in there, right? So let's get, you know, let's get committee's form. We're going to start, we get another amendment. And, uh, yeah, the, I forgot what it was, they had the title, you know, but it was basically like they're going to put an amendment in the Constitution, fucking in the, like, the law of the land, right? So right up there with, like, freedom of the press and, uh, you know, the good old, the good old Second Amendment, you know, which everybody loves. And, uh, you know, ending slavery and, uh, well, prohibition, right? That was a good amendment because you had, like, one, one amendment. <laughs> there was, like, one amendment brought pro- uh, prostitution. Jesus. One amendment brought prohibition into effect. And then another one was needed to remove it. Um, so those are kind of amusing. Um, you know, and then there's the boring amendments, right? About, like, I don't know, like, term limits and, like, how do we elect a senator or some shit like that. Um well, this is going to be right up there with them. Law of the land, dude. Can't burn the American flag. You know. And I was like, who the fuck cares, right? You know? They couldn't pass it, of course. They can't, it's hard to pass an amendment, dude. They couldn't even pass the ERA. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that. Jesus Christ. Equal rights amendment, right? That was... The contention there was, you know... Well, basically, they want to... Yeah, they were like, women should be treated the same as men. That was the whole... That was the amendment. And uh, it never got it never got ratified by enough enough states. Too many there were too many people saying dumb shit about. Uh... <laughs> well, one thing was you know is that going to make women is that going to mean that women are going to have to be drafted? That was a big scary thing that people were talking about. I remember that. And uh, they just found all these ways, like you know, turn it on its head and 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 whatever. I'm not going to go off on the ERA. Do you know the writer Harlan? Ellison, I believe is his name. He's uh he's a science fiction writer and he's written a ton of shit, dude. He's like a he he's written a, like he wrote for Star Trek and The Outer Limits back in the day, like, you know, those kinds of shows. And then um you know, he's done a lot of uh, TV stuff, a lot of short stories, a lot of stuff that, you know, gets turned into uh film things. And he's he's great. He's just a very, you know, creative, interesting writer. But much more interesting is the he's just an he, he is an absolute, um, I don't want to say he's an asshole, because he's not really, but, but he, he, is, he defends his rights as a writer, um, uh, I'm not sure the proper word, but angrily, vociferously, fiercely, there we go, that's the word I want. He, uh, you know, and, and I remember he sued, ah, dude, this is going back, this was like early 80s, something like this, there was a show called Future Cop. Which was, um, it was, it, it didn't sound, it doesn't sound bad. I mean, the, basically it's RoboCop, right? Which, but it was just, you know, RoboCop was made a few years later and much, much better. But Future Cop was a TV show. I forgot which, uh, maybe ABC? I don't remember. It, it didn't even last. I think it was like a season long or something like that. And, uh, yeah, the basic idea was like, you know, it was a, it was a contemporary, you know, early 80s, whatever, cop. But he was a robot. He was an android. And so he was amazing. And uh, I don't remember the dude who played that cop, but the other cops were Ernest Borgnine, so he was like the jovial, like, veteran cop who knew the dude was an android. And then, um, shit, I forgot, the black guy, who I think was the dad on Good Times, is that right? I can't remember his name or anything else about him right now, sorry. Some other, like, late 70s black actor who, uh, he was, he was the other cop on the beat with these two guys. And he didn't know. He did not know he was an actor. So he was always, like, amazed. He was like, 
you know, the android would be like, there's a 69% chance that the perpetrator lives in the neighborhood of blah, blah. And the, and the black cop was like, how does he know that? And Ernest Borgnine would be like, ha, 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 ha. And that was the whole show. It was a terrible show. It was awful. <laughs> terrible. Um, you could even tell, like, the opening sequence. Uh, you, I, you know, it's just, it's shit, all right? But the idea for that came from Harlan Ellison, apparently. And he had this idea for this show, like, a couple years before the the premiere and he pitched it to the network executives and they were like uh for whatever reason they didn't pick it up they were like no and then a couple years later they basically you know used his idea and he sued him and at the time he won the suit i mean it took years and uh i don't remember how much it was it was probably like nothing it was probably like in today's term it was probably like you know a hundred thousand bucks or something that nowadays sounds like really chump change but at the time it, it was the largest um I think I'm right about this. It was the largest plagiarism suit, like the, the largest amount won in a plagiarism suit in U.S. history. And, uh, but the point was that the dude fought, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't just let the fucking, you know, executives, like, take his ideas and, uh, you know, basically run all over him, you know? Why the fuck am I telling you about Harlan Ellison, man? I have no fucking clue where I'm going with this. Um... The fuck am I talking about? Why was it? I'm talking about Future Cop for no reason at all. Um, you got to check it out though, man. If you want to watch some bad early '80s, I think it was early '80s, maybe late '70s even. I don't know. Check it out. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's worth a couple minutes of your time um, just to see how, just to experience how bad it is. Um, <clears throat> dude, again, TV. I don't know. I don't know. TV has always been awful. You know what I mean? And it still is. The vast, vast majority of TV is terrible. It's just that now there's so much shit on TV, I feel like, you know, the best shit is is pretty good, you know? I mean, Westworld, dude, you gotta admire, like, the fucking, the work that goes into that show um, is pretty impressive. I'm up to episode six at this point, and, uh, dude, it's a good show. It is, you know? But still, it's television. It's not like we're fucking, I don't know, we're not dis- we're not discussing, you know, Aristotle or whatever. I mean, people act like these shows, if there's if there's anything like just a hint of depth or, or, or you know, some kind of questioning of whatever our current system is, people act like these shows are, are just the works of, of genius, you know? And I'm not I'm not trying to bash the fucking makers of Westworld or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's a TV show, all right? It's it's fun, it's entertaining, but we don't need to pretend that it's, you know you know, it's anything more than TV, all right, it's the boob tube, there's a reason why we call it that, um, well, I'm gonna give myself, like, 20 more seconds to remember why the fuck I brought up Harlan Ellison, um, if I can't, I will have to speak more about it next week, because I have no idea what the fuck I was trying to say with that, well, there you go, how's that, that's a nice little podcast right there, um, yeah, all right, I apologize, I will have to rethink whatever the fuck I was thinking about, and get back to you guys next week. Because um, I have no idea what I was trying to say with that. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with my head? Anyway, 2016, man. One more month left, all right? Let's see what December has to offer. People are already saying, like, oh, it's, it's over. 2016's over. Let's recap the year. It's not over, dude. This year has been so fucking weird. Let's wait until fucking December 31st before we, uh, you know, before we close the books, all right? Because I'm sure there's a few more curveballs coming coming our way, all right? And uh, not not a few of those from our from our president elect and his Twitter account. 
<laughs> when he gets on the Twitter. All right, you guys. All right, so I uh, I apologize for the you know the, the moderate level of rambling as always uh, in my podcast. Uh, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I do hope you guys have uh, an enjoyable pre-Christmas season. Hope. Oh, I didn't talk about Black Friday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. The the orgy of consumerism. Right. I don't understand, man. People do people really enjoy that? Do people really like going out to fucking like, you know, viciously attack other people at Best Buy so they can get the fucking? I, I don't understand. I, I I really don't. I don't understand. Why can't we just have Thanksgiving and and just you know give thanks and then fucking relax the rest of the week? Why does it have to be this fucking ah whatever? I'll go off on a rant another time. All right, I'll let you guys go. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, uh, tell a friend, rate, review, any and all of the above, and uh, have a great week, you guys. All right, I'll talk to you next Thursday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.